Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. I'm ready. Just want to make sure you're ready, brother. Show me the money. Oh, you didn't know? Every day I'm hustling. Every day I'm hustling. Every day I'm hustling. You put my shoes on, you wouldn't last a mile. Summertime, when it's time, money grind. Yeah, I got the ring. I'm the champ. I'm the genie of the lamp. This is the gift I was given, so I just live by my hustle. Pocket, it don't make sense, but don't make a profit. So I hustle, ladies and homies, make money, make money, money, money. Yeah. Yeah. I want to find a thing to save my life, so I hustle, hustle. It ain't over for me, no, it ain't over for me. Okay, let's go smoke that joint. Yo, yo, what up? Tuesday, Tuesday Live, bringing it to you once again. Got a bunch of cool guests on the show. We got got my man, Nathan. What's up? Say what up, Nathan. Uh, tell them about your podcast. Uh, what's up? My name is Nathan. Uh, I run a podcast called The Green Room Podcast. It's a uh, it's a film podcast with a couple of my friends. We are basically just if you want a bunch of hot takes from you know angry theater people, that's 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 where you go to. That's where you go to listen to our uh, shitty opinions about movies. Um, we're on we're on Facebook. We're on uh, we're on Instagram at The Green Room Podcast. We got web store. We're on. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, we're everywhere. So nice. And then I got my real life brother on the show. He moved uh, across country, so now I got an excuse to uh, talk a little bit. Hey, how's it going? I'm Fred, and uh, you know I don't really do none of the podcasts or anything, but you can find me on Instagram, Sergeant Major Mid Seven Ten. Woo woo. And then we got my man, the talented Mr. Taco from Daily Sporting. Go ahead, Taco. Tell everybody where to find you at. What's up, guys? Um, Like you said, I'm the talented Mr. Taco at the Daily Sporting. Uh, we are Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. At the Twitter, at Twitter, it's uh, Daily Sporting for you. Basically, we do fantasy sports advice, too. Uh, we're getting ready for the fantasy basketball season. So we just put up a little video for, uh, you know, basic tips to, to get ready for the basketball season. But uh, we're excited to be here today. Whoop, whoop. So if you guys don't know, I have four live streams, Wednesday, Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday, where I do questions and answers. But I'm trying to get some, uh, you know, some conversation going with a bunch of people. So every Tuesday, I'm going to be bringing a bunch of people on. This is the, the third installment of this show. And we're going to be talking about some fantasy busts, 
So we're going to get into uh, the big time bust of the season. And then we're also going to be talking some holiday movies at the end. So make sure you stick around for that. And if you guys aren't following me on social media, it's at FFHustler420. So that's Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Uh, those are the main ones. And then Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Fantasy Football Hustler, and Finally made it to YouTube creator status. So if you want to support the channel, leave a super chat below, leave a super sticker below. That's the way that you can support the channel and help us grow. All right. So we're going to talk about quarterbacks first. Let's go to uh, Nathan. Uh, Nathan will be first. Taco's going to go second. And then uh, Fred's going to go third on the QBs. And then we're going to do we're going to do a snake. And then we're going to go backwards uh, for the running back. Hi, so, oh. Hey, buddy. My son just made it home. All right. Hey. <laughs> okay. So, Nathan, who's, All right. your, who's your big bust of a QB this year? Um, this may, this may sound – so I started the year with two quarterbacks. I started with Jimmy G and Drew Brees. I had neither of which are neither of which are in my lineup right now. Um, I feel like if uh, I feel like if you went with Drew Brees as your main man for the whole season, that's pretty that that's pretty much a bust. Just because I mean he's injured right now. They say he's gonna they say he's gonna come back. I'm I'm not so sure, but also just Brees really hasn't been the he hasn't been putting the numbers up the, this year as as in previous years. I'd say um, so. I'd say Drew Brees might be my personal uh, my my personal bust uh, for this year. And I mean, you know. Jimmy G is a backup QB, but I don't think anyone's ever in a in a rush to start him. <laughs> For sure. Uh, so that yeah, Breeze, he's been. Uh, I know he's like forty two or forty one, whatever. But I mean, their offense is high powered. So I mean, even outside of getting injured, he uh, wasn't the business this year. Uh, before we get into Taco, let me we've got some shout outs in here. See who's up in here. Antonio, what up? Antonio's repping the four twenty crew. Henry, what up, bro? Donovan, what up, what up? MathQuest is up in here, says, what up, Hustler? Nice. Jeff's in the building, says, feel like I'm in the club. Nice. (laughs) (laughs) Ilias, what up, bro? David's in the building. What up, brother? Oh, Antonio shouted out, what up to Little Hustler? And then Taco Fall in the building. <laughs> Scott's in the house. What up, Scott? All right. Just wanted to say what up to everyone who's watching live. And let's kick it to Taco, who's the QB that uh, that let you down and failed you this year. All right. Well, uh, who let me down and failed me, I guess it would say it would be Daniel Jones because I really expected a lot more from him. I expect him to like. I guess a, a reverse of what happened in 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 the league. Like he's playing better in real life than he is in fantasy. I thought he'd be more like Jameis Winston, where it's like he'll get a lot of yards, he'll get a lot of points scored, and, and uh, really wasn't happening this year. Kind of hurt. Feel it. I feel it. And Daniel Jones, like he's someone. A lot of people were on him, you know, as mm-hmm. the. Uh, not necessarily a sleeper, but you know, someone who you can mm-hmm. pick up like QB 12, 13, yep. and someone who had like, you know, mid level QB one, like kind of upside. So I, I feel you. I drafted him in a couple leagues. I actually mm-hmm. drafted him in a 16 man super flex league. Um, and I, I was only able to get Big Ben and Daniel mm-hmm. Jones. And we, we copied the Scott Fishbowl like QB mm-hmm. uh, points. 
And in Scott Fishbowl, Daniel Jones was getting more negative games than he was getting positive games. Oh, wow. <laughs> so I just dumped his ass and I got rid of him. Uh, so I only got one QB in a super flex league and I'm, uh, I'm limping into yeah. the playoffs. <laughs> oh man, that sucks. <laughs> oh, nice. And my man, Steven supporting the channel. Appreciate it, bro. With that super chat. So he yeah. says, start McKissick full PPR next week. So next week, let me pull it up. I don't even know who they play right off. They playing? It really, it really depends. McKissick is McKissick has been a huge disappointment to me this year. I'd say yes and no. I mean, at least with me, there was a couple weeks where he came on and I mean, he was really solid out of the backfield. A lot depends on Gibson. That, that's for sure. But they got four, they got the 49ers next week. So I, I don't know if he's a, if he's a 100%, like I must start him, but if Gibson's out, I don't know how you sit him with the volume. Uh, what do you think, Taco? Yeah, especially in PPR. He just gets those easy dump-offs from Alex Smith. Ever since Alex Smith became the quarterback, they've gone a lot shorter, and you've seen Logan Thomas step up, and McKissick is just – I feel like he's just like guaranteed maybe like five to eight catches in that game just because of the way they play. Fred, you got an opinion on McKissick? Uh, I agree with that. I feel like – the volume of passes that he gets, it's just you can't really get that very where else with the running backs, you know. And then unless we're talking about Kamara or something, you know, you're not getting that type of volume in passes. And the last two weeks, McKissick did fall off. I mean, for mm-hmm. sure, because he was Major. someone – Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I I could see he uh, he struck a chord with Nathan. I know he fucked over one of his teams. <laughs> oh yeah, no, I'm I'm out I'm out of the playoffs because of McKissick. Ooh, uh, not fun, not fun. I should it was it was him or Duke Johnson, and I thought that Johnson wasn't getting the volume at all. So I said, okay, start McKissick. But man, he really he really fucked up Thanksgiving. <laughs> oh, that was the Gibson three touchdown game. Yeah, it I was that, game. that hurt. It was, that <laughs> it was like, put JD in, please. Please. I was like, he's wide open, man. He's wide open. He's right there. I don't know. Maybe maybe solid flex option against the 49ers, but I'm in no rush to start the motherfucker. Yeah, I think yeah. really only if Gibson's out, though. Like if yeah. Gibson's out, then it's like a lot easier to make that decision. Yeah, because Peyton Barber is not going to get much. I mean, I'm still surprised that Peyton Barber was. I mean, the last two weeks he's been stealing touches from McKissick. That's mm-hmm. why it was really. That's why McKissick really fell off. So that was weird. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I'm a little bit bitter because there's a league that I'm in right now, ten man league, and I hate ten man leagues because every team is just like super stacked, mm-hmm. and so. Um, I'm in sixth place right now. I'm in a three-way tie, but I'm leading because of the points. And, of course, I play the the highest projected team for the week. And Gibson gets hurt, and I got McKissick on my bench. (laughs) So, man, it was just – it was tough to watch that game. And unless Andy Dalton and Zeke, like, shit the bed for, like, less than 10 points each, I think I'm done data in that league. And it's the eighth place team that's about to beat the first place team by like 10 points. I don't even know why, but it's uh, some bullshit. (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm hoping the Cowboys get shut out, to be uh, fully honest here. I I got Cooper and Zeke. If I can keep them under certain points, I get get the first seed going up from third to first. So, you know, low Cowboy game, hopefully. 
Nice. That's what I'm hoping. Zeke and Andy Dalton, uh, I'm hoping that they shit the bed. Sorry if anybody needs them. I think it's highly likely that they'll shit the bed. I remember I was watching the last Cowboys game. Dalton, the look on Dalton's face when they, like, cut to him, I was just thinking, man, this guy's not having fun at all. (laughs) (laughs) super pissed right now. I can see all of the happiness fade from this man's face right now. He's like, I came here to be a backup. (laughs) Right? I got like I, I can usually count on I can usually count on Zeke dropping the ball, but the one week where I needed uh, Zeke to shit uh, to shit the bed, he he beats me, and it was the same week I started McKissick. I just got unilaterally fucked two weeks ago. <laughs> Damn it! Yeah, we'll save the Zeke talk for later because uh, it's coming. <laughs> oh, <All> we know. <laughs> All right, Fred, let's kick it to you. Who is the QB that disappointed you? Uh, disappointed you this year uh like probably most people lamar jackson is the one probably that was the hurt the most you know projected getting 35 40 points projections and doing maybe half of that that always hurts so I, I got to double down on the Lamar Jackson because that league that I'm talking about being bitter in, I wouldn't even be in sixth place if I didn't have Lamar Jackson if I went somewhere else. Uh, I think I had the fifth pick. It might have been the sixth pick. And it's a super flex league. No, it's a two QB league. And I know that everyone goes QB heavy in this league. And, and it's the one league that I got Lamar in in redraft. And it, it's been the worst decision. Been the worst decision. Oh, yeah. I got Aaron Rodgers super late, and he's been bailing me out. <laughs> yeah, see, that's a super flex league, and I got Cam Newton as my other quarterback, so that's a hit or miss too. Damn. So it's been pretty rough. I'm already out of that one, so it's not like it matters at this point. Yeah. So the guy that I'm going to mention, he's had a couple boom games, but I got to throw Tom Brady up in there because I drafted Tom Brady over guys like I think I might have drafted him over Josh Allen in a league. I definitely drafted him over Aaron Rodgers in leagues. So, yeah, Tom Brady, I'm going to say for as high as I was taking him as like between QB six, I think I took him in one league. Uh, I had to jump just because I was at the uh, the end of the draft, and I didn't think I was going to get anybody if I waited the, the next two rounds for my turn. So, yeah, Tom Brady, for, for me, that's the biggest bust. I probably have more shares of him than any QB uh, spread out throughout my my leagues because I play in a grip of Superflex and two QB leagues. He's had a couple okay games, but I thought he was going to be top five, top six with that offense. Like Jameis, I mean, as good as he was last year, and I'm sure Tom Brady will even say he's been a big bust being seven and five for the Bucks right now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I've been lucky. I had Mahomes and Mary most of the year, so you know, I'm new to these problems. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I like it. I got. A, I'm in 20 leagues right now, and I got my. I got Mahomes in a fair share of leagues. I play in a couple leagues where it's a two QB plus super flex, so you can literally start three, three QBs. Jeez. And somehow I got the number one pick in both of those leagues and went Mahomes, and yeah. it's been. Uh, it's been nice. There's one league where I got Mahomes, Herbert, and I got Tom Brady as my my super oh, flex. Oh wow! Wow! <laughs> but Tom Brady and the super flex—that's when you're comfortable. 
Yeah, that's for sure. There's one league that I have, Tom Brady and Matt Ryan, and those are like my top two QBs. And uh, Matt Ryan, I guess that's another guy who busted. I, I wasn't expecting him to be a top 12 QB necessarily, more just like top end, you know, QB2 for a super flex. But, yeah, without Julio, he is garbage. Like if uh, Julio is not out there, you got to sit Matt Ryan down. Yeah. I expected a lot. Uh, I guess that that's where. Well, we're not doing tight ends, but Hayden Hurst is someone that I really expected a lot more out of that uh, Falcons offense with the way they used Hooper last year. I was like, oh yeah, he's gonna slide in there and be good, and it's just not there. <laughs> yeah, and you know what? I said we weren't gonna talk about tight ends, but we will because uh, we're talking about busts today, and most of them have been busts. So For real, we will get into almost that. All of them, almost every non-Travis Kelsey tight end has been a bust at some point. <laughs> Shit, yeah. you can even call Waller a half bust. <laughs> he's number two. <laughs> he's, a, he's, he's a bust. Not quite a bust, but he's a bust. Like for real. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And uh, let's see. So Henry said, how did y'all do in your leagues? Uh, did most of your teams make it to the playoffs? So for me, I'm in 16 leagues that are not that actually have like playoffs and they're not like best ball or anything. And I think – there was two leagues that I didn't make it in, and luckily those were free ones that I got invited into. And another, this one that I'm probably not going to make it into is a paid league. So pretty much 13 out of 16, I'm uh, I'm getting in there. What about you guys? Go ahead, uh, Nathan. How about you? Uh, I'm only in one league, but I did make the playoffs just just barely. Uh, it was the the, uh, the game that decided whether or not I would make it into the playoffs was our. Uh, it was. Uh, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure everybody watches the league here. Um, it was it was my taco buy. So <laughs> it was it was the guy in the league that forgets to set his lineup, and it was Kelsey's bye week, but he was still starting him in his lineup. But I was honestly, my season has been half and half, just because I would win a game, then lose the next week, then win the next week, and I recently just got out of the playoffs, and I blame. Josh Jacobs and JD McKissick for this. <laughs> That's uh so just recent just recently fallen out. And I just and I just lost the uh I just lost this week to the guy who was our our number two seed, who I thought was honestly I thought was gonna basically win the league. He had a surprise upset when I think it was um God, who shit the bed for him last week? Was it Russell Wilson or so, uh something like that? Let me check the stats. But I just lost to him in the console bracket. But yeah, so now now I'm just now I'm just swimming with the bottom feeders at this point. But oh well. <laughs> Probably gonna end up like six in this league. Uh, damn. Nice. Taco said Fred's baked. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> nice. How, how did your uh how many leagues you in? Um, I did four money leagues. In uh, the four money leagues, I have uh, one second place, uh, one first place, one is like fourth, and then the other one, a uh, 14-team league, one-point PPR. We drafted Michael Thomas first, Le'Veon Bell second, and Kenyon Drake third in that kind of order. So that's been hell in a handbasket, finishing uh, <laughs> like in eighth place, but uh, – Started 0-4, but ended that season one game out of the playoffs. So, you know, we put up a fighting effort, but that was a null and void season. So far, so good, though. Can't complain. Nice. And how many leagues you play in, Fred? How you looking uh, in your playoffs for those uh, leagues? 
Uh, I'm in three leagues right now, and one of them, I'm, I think I'm in 10th or 11th place, so way out of the picture. And in one league, I believe I'm in like fourth or maybe fifth, just depending on how this week turns out, but I'm definitely taking the L, so I'm getting bumped down. And then my third league, I'm doing pretty good. I'm sitting about fourth in points right now, and then... I've been killing it these past two weeks. Scored the most points um, in the out of everybody, so I'm hoping I could take home that dub. Nice, Definitely. nice. And we got to help out my man Steven, who's supporting the channel with the super chat. Appreciate you, bro. So he needs three and a flex. I'll read out all the matchups here. So we got Ceh. Who shit? It's hard to trust that. Uh, I mean, you gotta see him practice. Fuck, he must no have been point. really sick though. Whatever it was, he had to be really sick. Mm -hmm. And but who are they going up against? Chiefs are going up against the Dolphins. Not not a good matchup at all. And we got Chubb going up against the Ravens. Bad matchup. Uh, Carson going up against the Jets. I mean, now it's getting a little easier. We got McKissick against 49ers. Not too good. Moss going up against to the Bills play the Steelers. Ouch. Lazard going up against the Lions. Like that matchup. Chark going up against the Titans. That's a decent matchup. So for me, I would say I, I'd probably be going. I'd probably be going Chubb just because I feel like his workload is safe. I'd be going Carson. Assuming he's good to go. I know it's still kind of early in the week and they said he's not 100%, so that's kind of tough. And I think I'd be going Lazard versus the Lions just because the Lions are cupcakes on defense. And for the flex, that that's tough. I think if Gardner Minshew's back, I'm going to go with Chark. But if it's Mike Glennon, I don't know. I might just go uh, – I'm, man, I'm, I might just go Moss. Taco, what do you what do you think? Run down the four players for for Steven. Um, well, I I definitely agree with you. Chubb and Carson are probably the safest just because of their volume. Um, I think it really depends a lot on the workload that you're gonna get out of CEH, but overall, I don't think he's been that reliable. Um, so I probably would lean toward again, if Gibson's out, I probably go with McKissick and PPR just because of those catches. And then uh I'm again, I'm probably like you, I'm toss up between Lazard and Shark. Uh, really depending on the quarterback. I just think that with so many people in Green Bay, that Lazard's a little hard to trust. And with the way Smith has been playing, I think that McKissick uh, might be able to get a decent amount of volume because he just dumps it off so many times that um, McKissick may not get a lot of yards, but he can end up with like seven, eight catches. Yeah, and that was someone that I, that I should have said too, is uh, if Gibson is out, because a lot is riding on Gibson. If Gibson's playing mm -hmm. for whatever reason and – if you hear bad news usually comes fast. We haven't heard any bad news just yet. So hopefully that means that it's not as bad as we all think and that he'll be playing. But yeah, if Gibson doesn't play, I'd definitely be throwing McKissick in there. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Let's see. Uh, and Hollywood, he loves it. Said they passed 420. <laughs> <laughs> they above cloud nine. <laughs> And my man Donovan, yep, he says Breeze has an old man arm now. Yeah, he uh, he does. He's never usually been an air it out guy either. He's been that super accurate guy. But it used to be nice seeing him go down the field for those 40-yard passes. I mean, like it was nothing. 
You know yeah. what it was nice when he used to do those like five yard slants to Michael Thomas. Like I missed those too. Like that, that didn't happen either. I know, man. Saints. Uh, it's crazy because they're number one in the league right now. And fuck for fantasy, they are not number one in our hearts. Nope. That's for sure. No, nope. <laughs> no. Nope. I feel like that was like Kamara last year, where everyone was like, "Michael Thomas is getting all the work." Where's Kamara? And now it's like flipped. Yeah, I'm bitter about Mike uh, Kamara from last year. I drafted him over Christian McCaffrey in a league, and uh, <laughs> yeah, was, uh, <laughs> that was bad. <laughs> oh, All right, God. running backs. Fred, go ahead and uh, who's the running back who let you down this year? Um, I'd probably have to say James Conner. He's been just way unreliable especially on easy matchups that it seems like he should be getting a good workload. For sure. For sure. What about you, Taco? Who's, uh, who's um, the running back that let you down? I'm, I'm really between two. I guess one that I drafted would be Le'Veon Bell. Cause I, I expect him to be okay, but he was beyond garbage. Like he was unusable. And like, that's like a top three pick for me or top three rounds. And, uh, Miles Sanders was the other one because I, I had a lot of faith in Miles Sanders coming into this year, and he really put egg all over my face because I'd like I'm like Miles Sanders is gonna be a number one, yeah, Miles Sanders, and dude can't even stay on the field. And last week he just last two weeks he's been put up no numbers, so he's someone that I'm very down on, and I total bust for a lot of teams. For sure. What about uh, what about you, Nathan? Burned you this year. I've I've expressed my uh, my distaste for JD McKissick just because these last couple weeks he really let me down. But honestly, even though it was, even though it's been more of a Josh Jacobs, it's honestly it's honestly Josh Jacobs, very boomer bust player this uh, this season. When he plays, he like when he plays good, he plays fucking amazing. When you know he'll get you twenty seven points, thirty three thirty three points first week. But then the next week it was 12, and then I started to like really doubt him, and I just like, okay, maybe it's time to consider taking Jacobs out of the rotation. I put Justin Jackson in, and then he completely drops the ball and fails me. Meanwhile, Jacobs is sitting on my bench and gets over 20 points. And then this last weekend against the Falcons, when I really needed him, Jacobs really, really shot the bed, not even 10 points uh, against uh, against Atlanta. And, that, and my season was over just because of all that. So – yeah, uh, I'm going with Josh Jacobs here, and I really I, I hate to say it because he's a good player, but sometimes when he plays bad, he plays bad. I feel it, and I I'm a Jacobs owner in a couple leagues, and it has not been nice. You know, I mean, there's been a couple games here or there. I know there's three games where he really, you know, really got off, but for being someone who you drafted low end of the first round, high end of the second round, I mean. The hype just kept building. Like the later you drafted, it was like the higher he kept going. So the the later he waited to draft, he was going like I saw him go mid first, you know, in a twelve man league. So where pretty much the whole first round was all running back. So yeah, he was. Uh, I guess compared to guys like Saquon Barkley, who completely, you know, are out for the season, he did a little bit better than them because he was available most games. But and yeah. just. Injury, the injury too between like between games every week you'd hear Josh Jacobs is you know Josh Jacobs is questionable and then you know five minutes before the game he's active again and you're just thinking 
Am I am I insane for starting Jacobs because he's got when he gets high volume he gets a an amazing amount of points against Carolina 33, 33 points and I said wow I'm always starting this guy next week twelve points and I think okay well maybe uh, maybe someone else and you know when you when you need him he can fall and when you expect him sometimes when you expect him not to do good he's on your bench just because you've had a, you've had enough of him you know flipping like a coin. Mm-hmm. And then Booker, the last couple of weeks, has just come uh-huh. and kind of like been like taking workload, and it's just like, what's going on? And then when you need Booker, he drops the ball too. Yeah, <laughs> last week was garbage. That shit was bad. Let so many people down. That one was uh, that one was tough. That I was tough. not happy. Mm-hmm. Not happy. Mm-hmm. So for me, I mean, I, I've had a few guys. I mean, um, Joe Mixon. That's someone who. I'm never fucking drafting him again. I didn't even want to draft him this year, but somehow he ended up on like two or three of my teams just because it was like second round. And I was like, fuck, like I got to get another running back here. I'm going to go running back instead of wide receiver. And fuck, man. Like, so that's someone I'm super bitter about because I didn't want to draft him in the first place Mm -hmm. and just ended up doing it. Mm -hmm. And, but the big one for me is Zeke. I mean, everybody on the Cowboys has been a disappointment. Zeke was pretty much the next guy after uh, Christian McCaffrey and Saquon Barkley. And he's been a huge disappointment. And he's been playing every single game. Like, that's why it's it's even been worse. Like, he had the one game over 100. That was literally the only game he's had over 100. Am I wrong on that? That was the only game, right? I don't, I don't really remember him blowing up at all. I was just looking at his points not too long ago and, like, He's way below like Henry and Kamara. I think Kamara is almost outscoring him by like a hundred points in one point PPR league. So it's like, it's brutal his points. It's ridiculous. Yeah, he's someone who I would have sat for for J.K. Dobbins, um, but I I had to throw him into my my flex spot. I couldn't sit him on the bench, so I got him playing anyways. But that that's how low it's gotten that I'm going to take J.K. Dobbins, who hasn't played in two weeks. Versus the Cowboys and want to play him over Zeke. That's what you call scraping the bottom of the barrel. <laughs> <laughs> That's that 16 man league that I think I'm, I'm going to lose in, but because of points, I think I'm going to hang on to the uh, to the eighth spot. So just literally limping in to play the number one seed, and it is uh, not looking good. Not looking good, and it's because of Zeke. Zeke was my first pick. <laughs> How beautiful is that, though? Uh, unlike in real sports, where you limp in like. You get the all of a sudden Zeke has one good game and now you're one game from going to the finals. Like that's a beautiful thing about fantasy sports. Just get in and then see what happens. <laughs> he was supposed to. He was supposed to keep me in the playoffs. The one week he decides to have a good week, he fucks me over because he's on <laughs> my opponent's team. I was, uh, you know, I was going to some of my friends. I was like, "Hey, man, you think I you still think I still got a shot?" He's like, "Oh yeah, he's starting Zeke Elliott. Zeke Elliott's always." Good. He's always dropping the ball. No, he decides to have a great game against Minnesota. Fucking hell. That one's rough. That one's rough. All right, Nathan, back to you. Let's talk about a wide receiver who really burned you. Oh, God, let me check. And you can mention two if you want because I know there's a lot of wide receivers who burned us. doesn't have to be a top person necessarily, but I know there's a couple mid-level guys who I was really high on that uh, didn't end up doing uh, what I thought. So. Really just anybody who you thought was was going to be decent and ended up shit in the bed. I, I've i been pretty – see, I don't think uh, – oh, I, you know what? CeeDee Lamb. Mm. CeeDee Lamb. 
I I would say I, I stopped I stopped starting him around like week week seven. Oh, and uh, Julian Edelman. I start mm. I started uh, I was starting Julian Edelman in the flex spot a lot, and he consistently was just not putting up anything for me. There were there were weeks where I was like, okay, he's got you know a pretty good a pretty good matchup against uh, Denver. Maybe it's time to maybe it's time to start him. You know. Three points or whatever. Now he's out. So Julian Edelman, I'd say, is uh, J- Julian Edelman was a huge bust for me. Uh, I feel that my man Antonio said losing OBJ sucked. Mm-hmm. Man, o- Odell's gonna be happy when he gets the hell out of Cleveland. You know he didn't even want to go there, and man, it's uh, his talent is going to waste. <laughs> and you know what's really crazy though? The the Browns are playing better without Odell. Yeah. It's like people's Jones and everyone else. Baker's balling now. He's throwing it all over the place. When old Dell was there, it was a slow oh. offense that did nothing. So I think after this season, hopefully he gets his wish. He's out of there and hopefully ends up with a team that gets to use him. Yeah, because all they had to do was use him like they used him against Dallas. That one game where he fucking took, took over, over that team. Yeah. Why, didn't they, why didn't they get him involved like that after that? I have no yeah. idea. All right, so Taco, who's someone who uh, who burned you in a league? Um, I guess that there's two here. Um, first one is a more recent burn, and that's Will Fuller. I had put a lot of eggs in that basket. I was reaping the rewards, and then just as we get to the playoffs, they rip it from out underneath us. Um, thankfully, I got Kiki in a few leagues, so you know I'm be like Drake all week, Kiki, you know. And then um, the other one is going to be Ty Hilton. Because I drafted him like right around Fuller's thing, thinking, you know what, Ty, you know he's getting him late, he's gonna blow up, yeah, Philip Rivers, yeah, he's been trash, magnificent, like you can't, like, but like everything you were talking about, Edelman, but the only difference is he didn't get hurt, so he had no, you could like, okay, I don't have to worry about him, he's hurt, don't worry about it anymore. No, Hilton stayed healthy, and he just kept on throwing up duds, and you keep thinking, is this the matchup? Is this the matchup? And it, it just never was, except last week when I dropped him. it's crazy because ty hilton was someone i i was super low on coming into the season because of philip rivers i was like philip rivers doesn't go deep that's why ty hilton makes a bunch of his money going Mm -hmm. deep, and i don't think that river is going to be that guy to compliment it and he's someone who last week i said was a must start (laughs) and the first time i ever said that the entire season and i even said coming out of my mouth that is like word vomit coming out of my mouth yeah it was wild. He ended up, I don't know, when I did my recap, I think he was top five, top six. That was before Sunday night football and all that. But, yeah, that was uh, – I wasn't expecting that blow-up game. Yeah, it's just – Anyone I hate me, Hilton. <laughs> Never again. <laughs> all right. Joe Mixon. <laughs> oh, fuck. Same shit, right? <laughs> Listen, older version of him. <laughs> All right, Fred, who's someone who burned you? Um, I would say that's John Brown. Didn't start in the first two weeks. And uh, after that, I was like, all right, I can trust him. That's reliable. (laughs) Nope, not one bit. Yeah, that's been tough. He was someone that I was like – super high on as someone who I could draft really late. I had him in like every league because he was like, he was free. He was like a 12th round pick, 13th round pick. So he was like my wide receiver five on like every team that I had. And yeah, it uh, it sucks. He's been a disappointment. 
yeah, I had to drop him a few weeks ago, so I couldn't do it anymore. Yeah. Just getting rid of the headache. Sometimes, like, uh, not not even dealing with it, you know, that's a smart thing. Oh, yeah. So, Alex shouting out. So, this is the person that I wanted to talk about, Julio Jones. <laughs> I mean, someone who drafted in – I mean, I got him in the late second in some uh, – in some 12 man leagues. And yeah, it is. I, I even traded for him in a league uh, back when he was uh, kind of healthy. And I don't know, it just sucks. He's had those couple blow up games. First game of the season was nice. When he came back and he had no injury designation, he was nice. But yeah, he, he's been one that's been really tough. Uh, yeah, Antonio, we've been talking about that for a while. Marquise Brown, big bus move. No more Hollywood name. It's been revoked. We revoked Hollywood's nickname. I told everybody, if you call him Hollywood Brown, not answering your fucking question, he's Marquise, and that is it. And he's someone who I was I, – I mean, he was one of those mid-level guys who everybody thought had a chance to boom. He was going to be healthy. The Ravens offense is going to be the shit again. And he's had one good game. And I don't even care because nobody started him. <laughs> I actually dropped him in a league. And this was probably even premature before everyone really dropped him like crazy. And I didn't even care. I, I needed him off my team. I did not want to see him anymore. And someone picked him up <laughs> and started him the next week. He got zero points. <laughs> dropped the next day after that. <laughs> oh, my God. Damn. You know who's been kind of like that too? Henry Ruggs. Like, I think he came in with a lot of fa fanfare because nobody was established as the wide receiver in Oakland, and he's just been nothing but duds. Like, duds. Like, ugh. Yeah, ugh. just crazy deep threat, and cars never going deep. I mean, yeah, he had that uh, <laughs> He had that game when the fix was in. I mean, mm -hmm. that's all I'm going to say. The fix was definitely mm -hmm. in mm -hmm. on, uh, on that play. But, yeah, he's fast as hell, but mm -hmm. I don't know. Why do Raiders even go after fast wide receivers? Like they never take advantage of them. Like I, I don't know. <laughs> he reminds me now of Darius Hayward Bay. Yeah, like, after him because he was fast and he never did anything in the league. Like you had <laughs> CD Lamb there, you had Judy there, you had your pick of the litter. You could have got somebody that would have been more towards car style and and take advantage of that. But nope, <laughs> nope. And even go way back to when they had Moss. He had one of the fastest and one of the best in the league. And, I mean, you know, Moss was just smoking a bunch of weed when he was in Oakland. Like, he was loving life, I'm sure. But, uh, man, they, they just fail. I don't even know why they go after fast wide receivers. Like, maybe mm -hmm. it's from the 70s or the 60s, whenever mm -hmm. they got those championships and they, they drafted yep. one wide fast wide receiver and <laughs> they never switched it up since. <laughs> All right, so let's see. Who else is throwing uh, some comments up in here? Yeah, Brian says Michael Thomas cost Michael a lot of people Thomas. where he was drafted. Hell yeah. I didn't yep. have any yep. shares of Michael Thomas, but I know everybody agrees with you who has them. Everyone drafted him. Yep. Fifth, fifth overall, sixth overall. I mean, maybe you got lucky and got him a couple spots after that, but. How's that getting lucky? I, I, I he fell to me in nine. And I was like, yes, and then no. It's it's been a nightmare. It's, it's, oh, I couldn't even mention him because he makes me want to bite my tongue. Yeah, it, I, someone was trying to someone was trying to trade uh, trade me him, and I was just I was not having it. He said, "Hey man, best you know best one of the best wide receivers in the league right now. You should you should take Michael Thomas." I was like, "I'm not touching Michael Thomas." Yeah, just, here's really what I here's what I hear week in and week out throughout the season. 
Is it time to start Michael Thomas? Is it time to start Michael Thomas? Is it time to start Michael Thomas? Every every fucking week, everybody just wondering if they should start Michael Thomas. And I think the answer for multiple weeks was the same as it always was. And it's no, no, it is not time to start Michael Thomas. I don't think it is. I don't think it is ever going to be time to start Michael Thomas this season. Oh, that's so sad, though. He, he, he was such he, a beast. <laughs> yeah, he, he was good. He had a decent game when uh, when Taysom Hill uh, was uh, had his first game as quarterback for the Saints. They were doing great. But at no other point this year has Michael Thomas put up any significant numbers, and it's sad. Mm-hmm. 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 That's rough. Got that big contract. Breeze is old. Mm-hmm. And he, and he broke record the year before that. Like, didn't he get the single season receiving record? Like, yeah. who could have predicted that? <laughs> Number one ever to trash. <laughs> <laughs> it is tough. That is rough. I'm glad that I didn't get him in any leagues, but it was guy I picked Zeke over him, you know, in a league. And so I did damned if I do, damned if I don't. Like, either way, like it's crazy how the first round didn't win you shit this year. Like, man, if you had some money oh, picked no. right here, your second to fifth, you might be good. But first round, a bunch of busts in the first round this year. Yeah, one of the guys in my league, he doesn't have a single person on his lineup that started uh, that started from the draft. Every, almost everybody wow. that he picked up was like either was plagued by injuries or just started sucking. His original his, – his current team is completely unrecognizable from the team that he drafted. That's bad. No, That's uh, bad. You just made me think of uh, one of these leagues that I'm in that, uh, well, it's kind of cool. I mean, I don't have the best team, so, you know, if I had the best team, it would be super cool. But uh, have, you, have you guys heard of vamp- a vampire league before? Mm-mm. Okay, so it's uh, usually a 10-team league. Mm-hmm. Nine people draft, and then the vampire team, they pick up their team off of the free agents. And nobody can make any moves at all except the vampire week in, week out. And if the vampire beats anybody, they get to swap a starter from for a starter. They get to steal one of your starters <laughs> and give you back one of their starters. So it's a lot of like manual work, like to to start it, you know, a little bit. Right. But it's uh, let, last year I, I started this league, and it was Matthew Barry who kind of put me on to this, you know, a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. And now it's getting a little bit bigger. My, my team was like really nice. I had Kelsey at tight end until the vampire beat me and then stole Kelsey. Uh, but the vampire team. So last year there wasn't as many injuries as there was this year, but the vampire team swooped on some crazy free agents and they went on like an eight game winning streak or something crazy like that. Listen to, uh, li- listen, listen to their, their roster right now. I'm a little bit bitter about it, but I do like talking about it because it is a cool concept for a league they're nine and three right now and in first place they just crossed me for first place last week so they got herbert who was a free agent someone who pretty much you know made them start winning games Mm -hmm. they uh, they stole tyler lockett they stole julio jones they stole derrick henry they stole james robinson stole travis kelsey from me their highest scoring player this week is bastards uh stole or no claypool i believe was a free agent they stole Kamara. They stole Austin Eckler. So that is their uh, that's their starting lineup. Wow. That's more stacked than a draft lineup. That's, <laughs> that's way better than any lineup that I have had throughout the entire season. Yeah, that that's stacked. Uh, that sounds pretty interesting though, because like like you said, in in these uh, leagues where sometimes you get a lot of these injuries, especially in the COVID season, 
you, you have a lot to pick from. Like, I'm pretty sure, especially now, you could just pick up anyone too. So, like, Fuller's out. They can go pick up Kiki. Nobody else can get him. You lost Fuller. I'm just going to pick someone up and boom. So. And all it takes is, all it takes is a, like a fluky game. Like mm-hmm. that first, that first uh, time the vampire wins, you could really start, you could really start doing some damage. Mm-hmm. You know, picking up, you know, picking up Herbert from free agency. That's, I mean, my team was absolutely, my team was sucking till I picked up Herbert. I had, you know, I had, uh, God, I had, Jim, I had Jimmy G and Drew Brees and neither of them was putting up volume. I, Dropped Jimmy G almost instantly and picked up Burrow, and Burrow was great, but he just wasn't doing what I was wanting him to. And then Herbert nearly saved my season. So the vampire gets him, you know, first couple of weeks. It could it could be over. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, he's he's by far got the best team. Like my team, Josh Jacobs was my first round pick in this league, and uh, my <laughs> I have Devin Singletary in that league who sucks. I have James White who sucks. I mm-hmm. have. Uh, um, I just picked up Jamal Williams to start him because my team sucks that bad now. And I think I'm getting knocked out. I was going to have a first-round bye, and I'm about to lose. And I think uh, second place is going to go – or third place is going to leapfrog me and steal bye from me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing ever, that in a few leagues. Ever since I lost Kelsey, my team has been done for. Luckily, he swapped me Kelsey for Robert Tunyon. His team was already super stacked at that point, so I didn't get completely screwed. But, yeah, I already knew he was going to take Kelsey. There was one week where his opponent sat everybody on his team except for Jonathan Taylor because you can only take a starter for a starter. So Uh... he completely forfeited the week and uh, gave Jonathan Taylor up. And the vampire's like, what the fuck, man? I don't want Jonathan Taylor. (laughs) Like, your team's stacked, bro. Like, I don't know what to tell you. You got a free win. (laughs) Interesting strategy, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I should have did it that week too because I knew it was going to be a close game. And he beat me by like 10 points, but it was that one week that Travis Kelsey had his off week. Mm. If he had a normal Travis Kelsey week, I would have I would have beat him easily. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. And he started having his normal Travis Kelsey weeks after he stole them from me. <laughs> of, course, of course he did. <laughs> All right. So let's just go down one tight end each. And before we get into the holiday movies, let's start with Fred. I'm going to smoke my bowl. Where's all the 420 uh, people at? Get some bowl smoking in. And uh, Fred, who is the tight end? I mean, I'd have to say Mark Andrews. Damn near everybody on the Ravens offense, you know, but him in particular coming off of one of the most touchdowns for tight ends last season. I think, you know, he he was expected to do some good things, you know, and definitely let me down. He balled out last year. I was, uh, I, I think I have him in one dynasty league. And outside of that, I don't have him anywhere. He, he he was so – he was really good last year, but it was just like Waller, like before the show, um, talking about Waller, how he fucking blew up 
you know, and uh, there was a couple of his blow up games that kind of overshadow like his bad games. And I feel like that was like Waller um, or like uh, Andrews last year too, where mm-hmm. his really, really blow up games kind of overshadowed those games where he kind of sucked and disappeared altogether. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, Taco, who's yeah. the tight end that burned you? That, that Mark Andrews really resonated with me, though. I feel that I, I have him in a few leagues, man. And, um, but I, I'll go back to the guy I mentioned before, Hayden Hurst. I, I really thought this guy was going to set the blow up um, just from the way Matt Ryan checks it down and through to his tight end the last couple of years from Tony Gonzalez on down to Hooper. Um, he has a history of using his tight end, and that just didn't come through this year, and that, that kind of killed me. Yeah, Hayden Hurst was someone I wasn't uh... – I wasn't sold on. Everybody was drafting him a little bit higher than I really mm-hmm. wanted to. So, but yeah, I feel that because he had a, he had a lot of hype coming into yeah, this. Year. He's always producing a good tight end. Mm-hmm. I yeah, I, I I in one of the worst uh, in one of the worst moves that I made in this league was I needed to get Sammy Watkins out of my lineup, uh, and my buddy was going to give me Julian Edelman and Hayden Hurst. Sammy Watkins and Darren Waller, and it was disastrous, absolutely disastrous. Um, the is it my turn now, or yeah, yeah, who's your tight end, Nathan? Uh, well, he uh, Taco already said Hayden Hurst, uh, Jimmy Graham, Jimmy Graham, just continually lackluster, did well on the weeks where I decided to start someone else because he would get. A shitty amount of volume and no points, and then I'd and then I'd say, okay, time to start, time to start Hayden Hurst, and then, you know, he'd drop the ball, and Jimmy Graham would do middling to okay, but no, Jimmy Graham, not once did he ever come through for me, not once. And he's not even the tight end to own there now. Like Cole Komet's out snapping him, he's getting more touches. So, yeah, Jimmy Graham, he's a uh, he's full blown drop if you still got him for some reason. And Antonio, I don't think we saw this earlier, said, smoke it up. Antonio's <laughs> in the 420 crew. Robert says, what up, bro? Smoke it and token. I like it. I like it. <laughs> and Robert said, nice. Look at my pick. I'm standing next to Tommy Chong. That's gangster. That's what's up. Tommy Chong was in that new uh, Nicolas Cage uh, Color Out of Space movie. Did any of you guys see that? I did not. No. Oh, man. Crazy, like love, Lovecraftian horror movie starring Nick Cage and Tommy Chong is in it. Just crazy, you know, just insane sci-fi horror B movie shit with you know King <laughs> freakouts. It's you, you can't ask for anything better. That's I heard they're making a Colonel Sanders movie now for Lifetime. <laughs> I saw that. <laughs> that looks interesting. Oh man, just, there's there's got to be a. It's it, what it is is probably just you know it's a glorified commercial, but I don't know why KFC feels like they have to sink you know the budget for a short film or a mini movie or a lifetime movie just to advertise for KFC. <laughs> the only reason that I could possibly think of it is if there's some guy at you know KFC you know head of KFC marketing, he's smoking God knows what, and he's like, funny, <laughs> hey, <laughs> made her, and we made like Colonel Sanders like you know the. Uh, Hard yeah, like the Fabio like stereotype. I mean, you know, we put it in a movie, man. That, that'd be really funny. We we'd really sell some famous bulls that way. 
<laughs> Yo, for real though, everyone's gonna get the bucket. <laughs> You're like, oh man, I'm gonna enjoy my KFC while you know simping for this new Colonel, this hot Colonel Sanders they've got now. I'm gonna dip my drumstick in the gravy now. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man. oh man, we're gonna so see. Awesome. You know, you know, you know. People have posters of fucking pop stars, or you know, the old photos of Molly Crow up there. We're gonna start seeing a generation that has, you know, full centerfolds of Colonel Sanders hanging on their yeah. wall. The king. <laughs> <laughs> the it's going down. It is going down. Triple XX shouting out, hitting the pen on the way home from work. Four twenty crew, let's go. I like it. Is that the Odell catch? Yep, it is. <laughs> nice. <laughs> that turd, uh, looks like a turd. It looks like a turd is, is shopped oh, in. Yes. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. That's hilarious. And Antonio said I have hers. I didn't draft him, but when Kittle went, but I added him when Kittle went down. Yeah, Kittle. Another one uh, sucks. Talk about people who busted because of injuries, but um, almost drafted Kittle. Almost. I'm glad he got sharked from me. Yeah, definitely uh, helped out. Had some great games, but fuck, sucks. Now you know where. Mm-hmm. Mingo, what up, what up? David said he's holding out for the Ronald McDonald's. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> I, like it. <laughs> I hear that's a real tale of seduction. <laughs> the Ronald McDonald one will be like a, you know, like a fantasy island, like, you know, spa vacation setup. And, you know, a woman and her husband will come to the spa to try and fix their marriage. But, you know, they'll be getting their couple's massage and then the masseuse comes in and it's Ronald McDonald. And he, you know, he touches her like her husband never could. And she's like, I think I'm I think I'm falling for Ronald. And that's 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 the movie. And she goes, if with feet so big, I just wonder. Yeah, and then her, and her husband he uh, he starts falling for the girl at the checkout counter, and that's Wendy. Uh, <laughs> and starring Sydney. Sin- <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'd make good that's money classic. to see Sinbad as Ronald McDonald. I don't know about you. Classic. <laughs> All right, so before we uh, get onto the holiday movies, let me rant about my tight ends because Zach Ertz. Was someone who I drafted in a bunch of leagues. I thought he was like, you know, he was uh, he he was the cheap man's um, Mark Andrews. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, a little bit cheaper, like a round or two cheaper. But someone who I thought he was in a contract year. I thought if he could stay healthy, he has a chip on his shoulder, and yeah, fuck me and fuck everybody who drafted Ertz because he sucked <laughs> the entire year. And even before his injury, I think he had just one good game. But yeah, that was someone who I wasted a lot of a lot of solid like fifth and sixth round picks on, and maybe even a fourth round pick somewhere in a deeper league. I'm sure that hurt. Yeah. So tight ends, we love them. Such a wasteland. <laughs> Horrible this year. Horrible. There we go. Roberts doubling down on that tight yep. end plus Zach Ertz. Mm-hmm. Heard a lot of people this year <laughs> wasted an IR spot for a lot of people. Oh, mm-hmm. conscious machines in the building 420. <laughs> Hell yeah. So now's the time that I've been wanting to talk about was uh holiday movies. Something I love. I, I'm a real I'm a big movie buff. 
Nathan's got his mo- uh, movie podcast, so you know he's a big movie buff. So let's uh, let's go around the horn. We'll start with Nathan. Give uh, give one or two movies that you really love. Uh, they could be ones that you watched as kids. They could be new favorites. But uh, two holiday movies that you must watch every single year, no matter what, no matter how goofy or whatever. Um, Batman Returns is my favorite. is is my favorite is my favorite Christmas movie. For uh, I mean, uh, I was raised I was raised Jewish, so Christmas wasn't a wasn't a huge thing for us. But I'd say that's why all of my uh, all of my holiday movie selections are really unorthodox. Um, so Batman Returns is my favorite, you know, the, uh, really dark aesthetic com- compliments. All the, it's a, it's a weird thing because you've got all the dark batman shit against, you know, the backdrop of Christmas and it just makes everything seem really weird and uncomfortable, especially with Danny DeVito as the penguin, the whole bat. And then you've got Danny Elfman's score, which is all, you know, gothic and cinematic, but he's also throwing Christmas leitmotifs into the soundtrack. And it just makes you really, it makes you really uncomfortable. And it's, you know, it's really good for Batman, but any other Christmas movie, you'd be just saying I'm uncomfortable right now. But that's, that's what I like about, uh, that's what I like about Batman Returns is, and the 1989 Batman that came before it is a fantastic movie. But I think um, why I like Returns so much is that it doubles down on all of the weirdness from the first one. And then you've got all the, and then you've got all the Christmas shit, which makes, which makes it even weirder. before you go on to your next one, one concept that I'm getting behind that my wife's really got me on is if it has snow in the movie, it's a Christmas movie. Doesn't matter <laughs> if it's really based around anything Christmas, but if it's like happening in the month of December where there's snow and anything in there is Christmas related, like at all, as far as timing wise, it's a Christmas movie. So yeah, Batman uh, Returns. That uh, yeah. I mean, definitely the whole backdrop is uh, Christmas and uh, December and snow. Yep. And uh, the next one I'm going to go with is kind of a joke answer is the uh, the unreleased Star Wars holiday special that nobody saw and is known for being absolutely terrible. Um, oh. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm, I'm joking. I don't. Uh, oh, man, you got me because I was like, really? I didn't I didn't see that. I didn't. Fuck it. I'll make that my second pick. because It's weird. <laughs> really fucking weird it's got this weird uncanny valley element to it luke it is mark hamill luke they they made him like tan really weird and they put him in this weird lighting where his hails hair is all golden he looks like a fucking ken doll luke skywalker <laughs> looks like a ken doll in this fucking really? special and also there are sections it, it centers on Chewbacca taking, you know, the Rebel Alliance crew back to Kashyyyk for the, so that he can spend time with his uh, family for Life Day, which is the Star Wars version of, you know, the winter holiday season. Um, there are scenes where the Wookiees are like where it's just Wookiees. There's no humans in the room. Then there aren't subtitles. There's just Wookiees talking to each other for a while. You can't understand what's going on. And then there are these weird videos that uh, Chewbacca's family is watching. This sort of, there's, I think Chewbacca's dad, or I saw it a long time ago, so I don't re- quite remember, but he puts on this like VR helmet and there's this sort of winter queen lady sort of a- like AS space ASMRing to him. It's, and then there's this strange cooking video that you watch. Every segment of this movie mm-hmm. that is 
not related to Star Wars at all and is just holiday space holiday weirdness is way too long. It goes on fucking forever. <laughs> so there's a strange cooking video that goes on for 10 minutes and then there's this, you know, space fairy queen just sort of trying to arouse Chewbacca's dad for a good 15 minutes. Whoa. <laughs> Holiday fun, huh? <laughs> oh, yeah. Definitely. So, style. <laughs> yeah. If you're if so if you're stoned and want something to do on Christmas, watch the Star Wars holiday special to really see something. Because this was before even Empire Strikes Back. This is coming right off of like the the success of the first Star Wars movie, where it's a big hit. It's a big surprise hit. And then, you know, I imagine the studios were thinking, hey, you know, we want to know how we can make even more money off of this, off this Star Wars thing. Star Wars, Christmas, man, this is going to, this is going to make a fortune. And then I don't know what George Lucas was smoking, but it's, they pulled it. You can't like, you can't officially watch it. It's on, you know, it's on, it's on YouTube or something, or it'll be on some, you know, somewhere on the internet has it. Hell, I wouldn't even be surprised if Pornhub has it because people upload weird movies. <laughs> People upload just like weird movies to Pornhub sometimes, but I mean, get stone and watch the Star Wars holiday special if you can. That shit is weird. I can see Disney bringing it back. <laughs> they did a Lego version of it that I was like, if this isn't a shot for shot remake of the original holiday special just in Lego, then Disney's not getting my money. <laughs> <laughs> And then Hector was talking about vampire leagues. He said, "I ran a I ran a league like that a few years ago. Instead of one vampire, it was uh, the winning team from each uh, each matchup taking a team uh, a player from the team they beat. Each team had to nominate one player from their roster, usually their first round pick, post in a message before a Thursday night kicker kickoff. And if they didn't, they would uh, wouldn't have any protected player." Damn. So you just got to protect one player, yeah. So this yeah. one, uh, in the Vampire League, it's starter for starter. But, yeah, I see uh, – because I know there were some people who just, you know, they sat their best players going up against the Vampire. They still filled out their roster, though. But, uh, yeah, the way he did it, no one's safe. I mean, you got one player that's safe, and that's it. <laughs> True. Damn, that's still crazy. I can't imagine drafting a team and then having to give my guy away because I lost. <laughs> like, no, 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 we'll be better next week. <laughs> it could be, and, and it could it could go either way too because you could lose, and that player was doing really good stuff for you. But then, let's say once you trade him to the other team, they get injured or something, and then they gave you the person who's uh, who, I don't know who's on the bench for him. So, let's say in a perfect in a perfect world, like you know, you lose Josh Jacobs, and then. He gets injured, and then uh, he trades you Booker. Yeah. Or, or like a, how how uh, Hustler had it. He got Tanya in for Kelsey only if Kelsey gets hurt. <laughs> then you win. Yeah. <laughs> Not so much. Not this time. Fuck. That, that one's tough. That's going to haunt me for a while. <laughs> yeah, Kelsey was the highest scoring player on his team this week. <laughs> He gonna make you remember it. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Taco. What's uh, one or two uh, holiday movies that uh, that you got to watch every year? I got I got two because I'm really in between the two of them. One I think is the all time uh, Christmas classic, Die Hard. You know, everyone grew up watching Die Hard uh, for Christmas time. You know, feet feet in the rug, Big Bear. You know, relax. They told me to relax. The, the, the whole thing, Yippie Kaye, like Hans. <laughs> Hans Gruder, like it's just 
all classic everywhere. And then the other one is uh, Jingle All the Way. Nice. <laughs> with, with Arnold and Sinbad, <laughs> Turbo Man, like, yeah, that was an old just one Turbo Man doll. <laughs> <laughs> that was such a good movie, such a good movie. One thing that was pretty cool, if I don't know if you guys were into wrestling back in the day, but the Big Show when he was in WCW, he was always bragging about how I'm in a movie with Arnold. You know, it's a high, it's a it's a big time action movie, and you know, I'm just hanging out with uh, superstars all the time. And uh, he was the giant Santa Claus, you know, and Jingle All the Way. And I know a bunch of people know that, some people don't, but that's just so funny to me how they, you know. Took that he's in a Christmas movie and now he's just in a badass action flick with Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> For real though, like same yeah. thing with uh, what was it, Paul Newman? <laughs> no, I forgot his name. Phil Hartman. Sorry, that was his name. Yeah, one that hit on his wife. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, two classics for sure. All right, Fred, what are your two go-to uh, holiday movies that you got to watch every single year? Uh, Friday after next. That is definitely my go-to. You can't go wrong with that Ice Cube and Mike Epps duo. Facts. Hell yeah. That one's a classic. I, I didn't like it in the beginning. I was kind of hating on it a little bit because, uh, I don't know, each, uh, each movie just got a little bit worse, you know, one after the other. And my son is here. He's yelling. <laughs> That one, uh, that one had to grow on me a little bit in the beginning. I didn't like it so much, and uh, but yeah, it, it's an old, it's an old school classic. Yeah, that is Uncle Fred. <laughs> All right, and uh, what, uh, what's another one that you got? You got a second one lined up? Um, I mean that was my main one, honestly. Okay, so we got uh, Michael who said Elf. And that's one that I didn't really like in the beginning, but it kind of grew on me a little bit. Same, same. And uh, Robert, he said Home Alone. So that that's one movie that I got to watch every single year. I love that one. Uh, Christmas Story, that's another one that I get down on. And then two of my, uh, two of my new favorites that I just watched last year and now must watch every single year. A Night Before, the one with uh, – or The Night Before with Seth Rogen. Uh, we're there <laughs> just getting fucked up the night before Christmas and partying. That's oh. a new classic. And uh, The Office Christmas Party. Uh, re re really like that one. That, that, uh, that, that's a new classic. That, that shit is funny. It's got some good lines. I got to throw it to my friends Olivia and Hannah who don't think that Die Hard is a Christmas movie, by the way. I just got to... I just got to say, I have a panel of experts with me right here, and we all, everyone, you know, everyone thinks Die Hard is a Christmas movie. So we're at a Christmas guys, party. Yeah, Christmas yeah. party. Yeah, exactly. You guys are watching this Die Hard's a Christmas movie. Yes, it's absolutely. Yeah, the the logic is if there is snow on the ground, or if it's during the month of December, Christmas, New Year's, anything around that. Because there's one movie that uh, that is going to be one of my new Christmas movies to watch or holiday movies is Money Train. Because that takes place around December and Christmas and New Year's. So just because of that, I'm going to throw a new one in the mix. Money Train. That is a, that's a 90s classic. I'm going to watch that now. I decided to watch... Uh, I wanted to do an experiment for my podcast, which is I would watch all those like, you know, shitty, uh, you know, straight to Netflix or straight to Hulu 
Christmas movies. So I'm doing like a real deep dive on it and just finding all of the, they're just riddled with cliches and horrible <laughs> acting and dialogue that is written like people have never actually gone home to their family for Christmas. Everyone, I, I watch these movies as like, do screenwriters really think that people talk like this? And if people do really talk like this, how do I get as far away from these people as <laughs> And how did they actually get to make this movie? Can I get a contract, please? <laughs> how, does, how does any actor? Because like, I'm an actor, and if something if something something looks or sounds weird in the script, I will like try my best to make it sound natural. But there is no attempt by any of these actors to make this ridiculous dialogue sound like anything a real human being would say. <laughs> That's the way the director wanted it. <laughs> I, I have a, just a long document. I've only watched two of them, and I've got a document that's like three, four pages long full of notes. Oh, it's fun. That's hilarious. I'd have to get really, really baked to be uh, to, to, to roll through a bunch of those uh, straight to Netflix and Hulu Christmas movies. It was right before the stream. <laughs> it was right before the stream i watched like happiest season and the christmas prince and both of them i were like oh my god these cliches are hurting my head <laughs> my man flavish so every time he's on the channel we got an international show going he said home alone is big as fuck in norway i like it i like it and david shouted out fred claus and bad santa so i didn't uh, because of david i think i'm gonna watch uh fred claus I haven't. Uh, I don't even think I've seen that. And uh, Bad Santa, haven't seen that in forever. But R.I.P. Bernie Mac. Yeah, for real. I, I have a funny story about Bad Santa. Last uh, last Christmas, I was up uh, up with a uh, up at a cabin with my dad and my brother, and Bad Santa was on TV. I kind of just sat down. It wasn't something I intended to watch, but I sat down and just watched the whole thing. And I thought, oh, cool. And then I didn't turn the TV off necessarily, and Bad Santa 2 comes on immediately after. So I just marathon, unintentionally marathon, marathon both Bad Santa movies on Christmas. And I said, okay, well, that's how this holiday season's going. <laughs> nice. Funny <laughs> movies. Not great, but pretty funny. I don't think I've seen of them yet. All right. So we're going to talk about some bad guys from some holiday movies. All right, Fred, you get to go first. Who's one or two like bad guys from the holiday movie that uh, that that you think are just great characters? I mean, talking about Home Alone, Harry and Marv, those are just some goofballs. <laughs> yeah, and it's always funny. It's always funny watching them. That's for sure. What uh, what what's maybe one scene that you can remember that uh, that always made you laugh from uh, from those two clowns? Um, I can't remember exactly which Home Alone it is, but um, it's when he's throwing the paint cans down the the stairs mm -hmm. and it's swinging, and, it's, and then it comes back. You already know. Comes back and hits him, knocks him down the hole, fall on the back, and then the big old log just comes and boom, right on. Yeah. The thing that always makes me laugh from that is when uh, when he gets the spider like on his face and, uh, and he has that super girly scream and then like throws it on uh, throws it on Joe Pesci and uh, and he pulls up the crowbar and he's like no no back and. <laughs> Oh man, that shit is uh that's classic. Oh yeah. Uh, 
Any other bad guys or those the guys that you're rolling with? That's who I'm going with. All right. So, Taco, who's a bad um, guy from a holiday movie or a couple of them? I, I, I would say uh, Sinbad from Jingle All the Way try, try, yeah. trying to take the toy, man. Yeah, the, yeah. the battles between him and Arnold were epically hilarious. That They yeah. definitely uh, were entertaining. And then um, I think, obviously, we have to go with the ultimate Christmas villain is uh, the Grinch. You know, I think we all grew up watching, you know, the guy with the heart size three times too small and <laughs> and him coming around stealing everything Christmas. So I think, uh, you know, he's the ultimate Christmas villain, if we, we could say it like that. He's like the Thanos of Christmas. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to smoke on some of that hoo hash right now. <laughs> Funny thing about like, and what? Yeah. <laughs> Dr. Seuss is like, it's a weird thing where it's just like, if you do live action Dr. Seuss, it comes from like, a, you know, it starts as a colorful children's story, but then it just turns into Lovecraftian nightmare, man. Have you ever seen the live action cat in the hat? That fucking thing is weird. Yeah. Yeah. I remember one time I was editing a show with a couple of my friends and we were just in the edit lab. There's no one else in there. It's the middle of the night. And we signed into Netflix on all the computers and we played the cat in the hat on 10 monitors, all slightly out of sync with each other. And we created some kind of vision of hell, man. It was the best. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Those, uh, the live action ones don't do it for me. The live action one with the Grinch. Um, yeah. I don't know. I can, uh, it's just too long, I guess. I'd rather watch the original one and keep it short and sweet. And uh, yeah, I don't know. Jim Carrey. I, I love him. But it was, uh, yeah, I don't know. I couldn't sit that for an hour and a half. <laughs> it's CGI, baby. Keep it CGI. <laughs> I thought it was makeup. They did the cat in the hat makeup, and it was terrifying. <laughs> that might have been the point. <laughs> so David shouted out. He said, Hans, Hans Gruber and the Grinch. Nice. Yeah, Hans. He's, he's definitely uh, one of the bigger Christmas villains out there. I was wrong. I was wrong with Hans. That's uh, it's just you got Alan Rickman's just chilling delivery. It's all in that 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 line. Mm -hmm. Now I have a machine gun. <laughs> oh, oh, oh! <laughs> Hans, oh Hans! <laughs> great, great villain. That was like all time. Like, there's no way you can't say it's like a holiday movie at all, because like everyone gets used to watching it in December and Christmas. It gets put on TNT in every place. Like, you can't tell me it's not a holiday movie. I'll every year, my uncle watches it for Christmas. Every year. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Top ten movie of all time, whether it be Christmas or not. <laughs> And, and I love the people that get uh, super bent out of shape, you know, with uh, just with that debate. You know, it's almost it's almost as bad as a political debate. Like uh, some people take it really fucking seriously when they think that it's not a Christmas movie. I'm yeah. just like I said, I'm just adopting that mindset that any movie in December or any movie that's, you know, around Christmas time or mm -hmm. New Year's time, like it's just a Christmas movie and uh just is what it is. <laughs> the funny thing about it is that people are just trying to say it just like, you know, on a mechanical level, maybe it's not like I'm I'm not I'm not I'm I'm gonna I'm not even agreeing with this, but let's say if on the mechanical level it's not a Christmas movie just because of the content of the film, the cultural association with it and Christmas 
automatically just outdoes that argument because mm -hmm. it doesn't matter what's in the film. The fact that people have come to accept it as a Christmas movie mm -hmm. and the fact that we even are having this debate about whether or not it's a Christmas movie cements its status as a Christmas movie <laughs> in, the, in the collective consciousness. Agreed. And if you're at a Christmas party, you know, in your in your movie or your episode or whatever, I mean, it's uh, definitely Christmas time period. So yeah, oh, yeah. It's, uh, mm -hmm. it's a Christmas movie or a holiday movie. Just man, just like mm -hmm. my man Ignacio said. <laughs> <laughs> they got Christmas trees and big bears. That's all I need. <laughs> yep. <laughs> All right, and it is uh, it is four twenty, so it's time to smoke. At least four twenty on the West Coast, but uh, yeah. So let's go ahead and light them up real quick. And if anybody wants any questions answered, any start sits, anything like that on YouTube, leave it in as a super chat. So look right below the chat. There's a little dollar sign. Leave a super chat, a super sticker, because we're this isn't a question and answer segment, but we will hook you up. Just support the channel. And uh, let's get it rolling. And uh, I, I think the, the cool thing is uh, tonight we actually get football for one of those rare Tuesdays. We get, we have Cowboys and uh, Ravens going on in a little bit. So I think that's going to be pretty cool, too. It'll be a slaughterhouse, though. Jesus. Hopefully. I hope the Cowboys get mopped. I hope Zeke doesn't play. Cooper pulls a hamstring. <laughs> I don't care. I want the win. Don't score points. That's all that matters. <laughs> Dalton and Zeke. No points. Let's uh, let's get them negative points. I would uh, that would even be better. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna see if anyone in my league is playing uh, is playing Zeke. Oh yeah, no the the our our nine and one guy is going up against the guy who has Zeke, and he's he's at one thirty. He's at one thirty nine. Other guys at eighty one points. Oof. You know what? The guy that he's going up against is the one who molly whopped me last the last. <laughs> Two weeks, so I'm kind of pissed, but I'm glad that he. I'm, I'm I'm glad he's getting something back to him. But I was just thinking, man, where was uh, where was Keenan Allen with only seven points when I needed him to have? That? <laughs> That's I'm that not, uh, Bill Belichick effect. Yeah, that one. Uh, that that one is tough. That <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Keenan Allen going up against the, the Patriots. I mean, who would have thought that the Patriots could just, like, skunk the Chargers? Every, like that? Every, well, I mean, the, the, that's the sad thing about the Chargers is they got a lot of talent, but they're just not winning games. It's really sad because you watch them all and you're just thinking, these are really good players, but I don't know. People, people, want, them to, people want them to fire the coach. I don't know. Yeah, I thought Mike Williams might have had a shot to have a halfway decent game because you figured that, you know, Keenan Allen was going to get the main coverage. Bill Belichick takes out your number one option, but they couldn't get anything going. And I guess that's Bill Belichick really having his number on rookies. Well, and I think what uh, so what Belichick always does is they always leave whoever's number one. They they match him up with Gilmore. So, I mean, that'd be Allen who got the Gilmore treatment. But then they usually double team whoever is the number two. So I I, fi I figured that Mike Williams wasn't going to be doing that good. Um, he did better than I thought he was going to do. I mean, he matched almost uh, Keenan Allen's numbers. Mm -hmm. And Dennis, he says, home alone here. <laughs> and, uh, and Dennis, uh, we're not taking questions and answers right now on the show. But if you want to leave it as a super chat, uh, we, we will take the questions and answers. So that's on YouTube. That's right below the chat. Look for the dollar sign there, and you can do a super chat or a super sticker, and uh, and we'll get your question answered. 
So for me, I'm going a little bit outside of the uh, outside of the norm. I'm going with some new. I'm going with some new characters. So the uh, the night before, and uh, and Christmas Office Party. Have you guys uh, you guys seen those movies? No, I'll add them to my list though. Okay, I add them to your list because they're the shit. They're instant classics. So the night before, that's the one with uh, Seth Rogen, um, Joseph Gordon Lovett. Anthony Mackle, and uh, they got Alana Glazer. So that's the one from um, from Broad City, the uh, the Jewish one, and uh, she's fucking hilarious in here. She ends up the uh, what's his name? Anthony Mackle. He's uh, he's a he's an NFL player, and she acts like she's a fan of his. And they end up like having sex in the bathroom, and then she jacks his weed from him, <laughs> and uh, it's just this whole thing where she's like uh, uh, she she's the Grinch. And she even throws it out there. I told you, I'm a Grinch. I'm going after all my, uh, I'm going after all my Holloway, uh, after all my holiday bad guys. You know, I, that's who I, who I model my, my behaviors behind. Like Hans Gruber and the Sticky Bandits. And uh, <laughs> they started chasing, they started chasing her after she stole the weed. And she throws out the little micro machines like it's in fucking Home Alone. <laughs> and the guys fall on them, and then they're like, "Wait, are these micro machines?" That was badass. <laughs> and then uh, someone who's actually in uh, in both of those movies is uh, Jillian Bell. You know, Jillian from um, from Workaholics. Yeah, yeah. So she's in the Office Christmas Party, and uh, well, she's in the night before, and she's the wife. To Seth Rogen, <laughs> and then in the office Christmas party, she's the bad guy. She's like, uh, she's the pimp, uh, the nerdy guy in the office party. He has to get a hooker because he's been bragging about his wife, uh, his girlfriend to everybody, how she's oh, a supermodel. No. So he ends up uh, hiring a hooker to come to the office Christmas party. And uh, let me see, let me read off the cast. But it's uh, Jason Bateman, uh, Jennifer Aniston. Uh, TJ Miller is fucking hilarious. Uh, Olivia Munn, and then yeah, Jillian Bell. She's the uh, she's the pimp in there, and she's like talking shit the whole time. She first she acts nice, and uh, she comes up to the nerdy guy, and she's like, "Yeah, we're friends, right? We're friends. I don't have to count this money." And she pulls out a gun and puts it to his head. She's like, "You know what? We're not fucking friends. Okay, this is serious business. Don't fuck with my girl." <laughs> <laughs> and it's just like punking them right there the entire time. And then later in the movie, they end up uh, kind of kidnapping the main character, TJ Miller. I mean, he's got a bunch of money. That's all they know about him. And they're trying to like kidnap him, but he just wants to party. And he's like drinking and driving and they're in there and uh, they start like uh, they start drinking and talking about their problems. And he's like a, a rich millionaire who's like been spoiled his entire life. Uh, gets a piece of the company because his dad died and he's crying about his problems. And then Jillian, she was like, I know we, I can't just talk to people about my problems. Like I can't tell people that I'm having a bad pimp day and get them to understand my problems. <laughs> so yeah, those are uh, two, two bad guys that I, uh, that I love in these, uh, these holiday movies. And Antonio said, yeah, night before an office Christmas movie were dope. And Antonio says when Rogan was in the bathroom with the FaceTime was funny as fuck. <laughs> so yeah, when he was uh, in the night before his wife, uh, Jillian, she's uh she's the good guy in that movie. Cause she gets him a bunch of drugs and gives him like, it's, 
at the night before Christmas, they always hang out and they party as friends. And it's, it's the three of them. And Jillian, she gets them like every drug known to man and puts it in like this nice little box for him. And I don't even know what drug he's on at the time, but he start, he's hallucinating. I think he's on mushrooms and Coke at the time. And he's just in the bathroom, like talking shit about like his unborn baby. That's uh, that's about to come. And uh <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> and fucking, it gets a little wild. It gets a little wild. And it's funny because he's uh, regretting it the entire time. And then he tells his wife at the end. And they both just start laughing about it because uh, <laughs> it was just wild. He was tripping his fucking face off the entire night and talks to like the nativity scene outside of the church. Like he is, uh, he's tripping his balls off uh, <laughs> on, on mushrooms and hallucinating the entire time. And ends up going into the church and seeing Jesus like crucified up there. He's like, they think Jews did that to Jesus? He's <laughs> freaking out in the church oh, and like has to run out and ends up puking all over the place and because uh, <laughs> of uh, the thought of uh, Jews crucifying Jesus. <laughs> instant classic. Instant classic. Well, let's check it out. All right, so that's all we got for you today. That was a super cool uh, live stream. So every Tuesday, oh, yeah. it's going to be going down. Uh, Fred, why don't you tell everybody where to where to find you and your final thoughts? Uh, you guys could catch me on Instagram, Sergeant Major Mid Seven Ten, and uh, yeah, this is nice being on here. You know, talking about Christmas movies. You know, bad guys. Uh, office Christmas party. Happy to watch that for sure. Get it, get it in your, uh, get, get it on your list. That is, uh, that's a good one. <laughs> is that on Netflix? I'm not sure. I'll send you a link where you could watch it if it's not. All right, cool. And the night before is a good one too. Antonio said the nativity scene uh, with this is Spencer is my friend. He was talking to. Uh, I don't even remember which person in the nativity scene, but he goes up and he starts talking to someone. They're talking back to him. He's tripping on mushrooms. And <laughs> you just hear someone talking, you don't see who he's talking to. And then they pan to the person. And it's like, you know, uh, I don't even remember who the main person in the nativity scene is, but uh, yeah, that's who he's talking to. <laughs> All right. Uh, Taco, tell everybody where to find you at and your final thoughts on the day. Sure. I mean, I mean, first the final thought sounds like, man, these guys are having some wild Christmases. You know what I mean? They definitely, <laughs> definitely are living the life. I definitely thought that was more Thanksgiving Eve than Christmas, but you know, there's a whole new wave out here. Um, but you guys can find us at the Daily Sporting on Instagram, same name on Facebook and on um, YouTube. Uh, we're getting ready to cover a lot of fantasy basketball stuff because we know that season's about to kick off. So. Um, a lot of stuff for beginners, and we're going to be giving you a lot of player breakdowns and mock drafts. Um, I think this was super fun. I, I enjoyed chatting it up with you guys. It, it's a new thing for me. I haven't really gotten too many of these things, so um, it was fun being here, guys. I definitely appreciate it. All right. Thanks, brother, and I appreciate you joining. And mm -hmm. uh, Nathan, tell everybody where to find you at and uh, uh, final thoughts on the day. Uh, fantastic. Uh, you can find my film podcast on Instagram at the green room podcast. You can find, uh, I've got a metal band, uh, you can find at Knox sinister. So if you like metal, it's N O X and then sinister on Instagram. 
uh, find us on YouTube. We've got a channel where we do sketch comedy and short films. That's uh, Wise Guy Productions. And uh, that's pretty much, uh, yeah, that's where I'm at. Follow If you want all of that and want to follow my personal, it's at Sprinkles underscore underscore. Mr. is spelled out. So you can find all all my shits there. Uh, th- thank you, thank you very much for having me on. This has been a lot of fun. This has been the uh, I'm going to be honest. This is the first uh, this is the first season of uh, fantasy football where I actually sort of knew what I was doing because I was in a league with people who uh, cared about the league. So <laughs> this last these last couple of weeks have been a real crash course in football. I had no I had no I had known nothing about football before I started doing the, this season. And I want to want to thank uh, fantasy football hustler for bringing me on here. <laughs> nice and thanks for being on got got to uh got to finally get on here with you i like that you got a podcast about movies oh, yeah. I'm, I'm all about movies yeah yeah if you if you enjoyed listen if you enjoyed listening to me spill my weird takes about movies uh again that's the green room podcast on uh apple podcast and spotify and it's it's more shit like that <laughs> dope nice and david says thanks guys appreciate Thank you, you watching and david and uh, so I'm going to throw my link in here for my merch. I got a bunch of merch, bunch of uh, bunch of T-shirts, literally everything, mugs, sweaters. I created a promo link for everybody who might be watching. It's FF420. One of the things that I'm really excited about is uh, if you guys need a last place trophy, it is a <laughs> I suck at fantasy football fanny pack. <laughs> need to get that. It's a perfect way to shame someone in your league and That's make them rock it like across their chest. You know, the way that people uh, rock fanny packs these days. And <laughs> not the way that you can really uh, shame someone. So that's going to be super funny. And if you guys don't follow me on social media, it's at FFHustler420 on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and uh, podcasts everywhere. And YouTube, it's Fantasy Football Hustler. So appreciate you guys. Thanks for joining us on this Tuesday, every single Tuesday, bringing it to you. So thanks for joining. We'll see you next week. And we got the Wednesday question and answer session coming up tomorrow. Peace out, guys. Are you ready, Jerry? I'm ready. I just want to make sure you're ready, brother. Show me the money. Oh, you didn't know? Every day I'm hustling. Every day I'm hustling. Every day I'm hustling. Put my shoes on, you wouldn't last a mile. Summertime, when it's time, when it grind, yeah, I got the ring, I'm the chef, I'm the genie of the lamp. This is the gift I was given, so I just live by my